0: The ban on gay and trans panic defenses will become law in Virginia, and it's all because of our next guest. She is the first out transgender person to be elected to the Virginia General Assembly and in January 2018 became the first to be both elected and serve while openly transgender in any U.S. state legislator. Thank you so much to Delegate Danica Rome for joining us today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So this is huge. How are you feeling now that the ban on gay and trans panic defenses is becoming law in Virginia joining 12 other states?
1: Well, the most important thing for me is I feel like I was able to fulfill a constituent service request because this came directly from an out Mm 15-year-old living in the city of Manassas Park, which is one of the areas I represent in the 13th district of the Virginia Health of Delegates. I also represent the Western Prince William parts of Haymarket, Gainesville, and my lifelong home in Manassas. And last summer that constituent sent me an email asking me if I would submit a bill for this. And I was absolutely happy to do that, of course. And it was a really hard fight. And at the same time, you know, we had so many advocates and allies. Uh, Wes Bizzle from the LGBT Bar Association um, was absolutely phenomenal. He was so helpful. Um, Carson Anderson, who's the researcher, who actually, he researches um, uses of the um, gay and transpanic defense. And he was able to provide us with a lot of key data on what's happened in Virginia. And then for our closer, we had Judy Shepard, Matthew Shepard's mother, testified in committee both in the House and Senate. And, I mean, you know, even the Republicans who voted against this bill... They had nothing to say in committee because how are you supposed to look Judy Shepard in the eye and tell her that she's wrong?
2: No, exactly. And I I love that 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 pressure was kind of added. But to break it down, can you tell us a little bit about what those gay or trans uh, panic uh, defenses are? What does that necessarily really mean to any listeners out there who don't get it?
1: So what it means um, in the most technical sense is that someone uses someone's sexual orientation, gender identity, sex or gender as an excuse in and of itself or and or with a combination of that or with, a, uh, or with you know, what, what is called oral solicitation. So let's say, for example, I'm a trans woman, okay? I'm at a, I'm at a bar, and even though I'm you know, now happily, you know, have my partner for the last six years, let's go back to when I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. Let's say I was at a bar, I was in Henrico, and this is the thing that happened, and I meet this guy, things were going well, you know, he starts flirting, you know, I start making out with him, things were good. His friend starts getting really agitated, extremely agitated, and to the point where my friends had to take me by the elbows and literally run me out and, like, get into the car and go away. What what has happened is if he had actually attacked me, what he could have done in court in that case is said that my either sexual orientation or gender identity, however, which one you want to put it with, was enough for him to not only... It wasn't only a reason for him to attack me, but it actually exonerates him for attacking me because he would claim a hate of passion attack in that case. And what that all of that really does is it blames the victim for being assaulted. It blames the victim for simply existing as an LGBTQ person in America. That's not okay. And we have found you know, a number of cases in Virginia where we presented eight different cases and we documented a ninth as even existing in Virginia. And those are just the ones we know about that we were able to find in the run-up to committee. There, it has probably been used countless other times. It's, it's all very hard to research and find. So the bottom line on this is that you have people who are being attacked who are just trying to exist as LGBTQ people, and then the attacker says that the reason and the excuse for attacking them is because they were gay or trans or anywhere else on the spectrum. And so that is something that has no place in Virginia. And one of the things that was coming up was people are saying, well, just because we don't like a defense, does that mean that we should outlaw it? And like, well, we have plenty of existing precedent for outlawing defenses that we don't like. For example, we have the rape shield law, for example, so that you can't blame a rape survivor or a rape victim past sexual history for attacking that person. Mm-hmm. That's something that's been on the books for years. That goes back to the 80s. We passed a law in, in uh, 2018, or I'm sorry, in 2008, that says that if you were to, you know, statutorily rape someone who is 14 or older and then you later married that person... That marriage does not invalidate the statutory rape. That's an, that's an example of a defense, right? And that is inadmissible in court. Another one: voluntary, uh, you know, intoxication. We yeah. also have, you know like you in bribery is another one you can't say oh i was bribed so therefore i shouldn't have any consequences well,
0: i get i get That's i want to okay. say who you are because the voice you're listening to is delegate Danica Rome right now i do want to know if you know this is in virginia and 12 other states will this ever be implemented nationally
1: well i think this congress has the ability to do that and you know, keep in mind, it would only happen within, the, you know, a federal system at that point. But, you know, I believe that you have, you know, you know, you should be able to in Congress and people to believe that they shouldn't be allowing their constituents to be assaulted or murdered for simply existing. And keep in mind, I find it really just fascinating that these so-called pro-life Republicans who are so tough on crime, Really don't give a damn at the end of the day Ooh, whether or not snaps. their constituents are being maimed and uh, you know, maimed and killed. Yes, if ma'am. they happen to be gay or trans.
2: When we come back, I wanna continue this conversation with you because you're you're saying such powerful things mm-hmm. and I think after coming off the heels of what we did here with Project Fierce in the black trans community, I wanna know what we should be doing to be, you know, standing up for black trans women who could be someone who could have this happen to them, right? We see people constantly getting murdered. And so I want us to kind of dive into that right after this break so don't you go anywhere
0: let's go there with shira and ryan the new channel q let's go there with shira and ryan channel q we are back with delegate danica rome who's the first out trans virginia lawmaker here making moves and changing lives right now thanks so much for being here of
2: course thank you so, Danica, I, I think one thing that really comes to my mind when we're talking about this are the countless black trans women whose lives were, have been lost, right? And I think a lot of times we, we hear people say, oh, because we found out they were trans or all these things is the reason why we murdered them. And so I think my question is, how do we, you know, put black trans women and just trans women of color as, as a priority moving forward when it comes to legislation?
1: Well, the first thing that we do is we tell their stories, and we, and for those of us like me who are in positions of power, we need to use our platforms to actually elevate the very voices of people who are most afflicted. And you know, for here's a great example in this. So, when I was the news editor of the Montgomery County Sentinel in Maryland, I covered two brutal homicides of young black trans women. Uh, One happened in October 2015, her name was Bella Ziana, and another happened in April of 2016, and her name was Keanu Blakeney. For all of the days of my life, I will always remember Keanu's father, Kenny Linton, calling me six months after I had originally interviewed him, and crying to me on the phone, I miss my baby girl, I miss my baby girl. That story stays with me. Wow. And she was stabbed so many times. Her family had to dress her body in a white gown that came down to her wrist just to preserve an open casket funeral So before they cremated her according to her wishes. And when I remember that story, and then I see these amazing, incredible black trans women in the greater Richmond area, like... Uh, Zakia McKenzie, who runs Nations Foundations, uh, and Roar Higgs, who's helped testify for my bills before, I know that what happened in Maryland, that could have happened to anyone, any one of them. And hell, it could have even happened to me as a white transit. But at the same time, I want to make sure that what the thing that we're doing is that as more and more people who come from diverse backgrounds are winning elections and having positions and having seats at the table that we make sure we remember where we come from and that we take care of our community when we're in positions of power when we have the ability to do it beautifully said
0: uh delegate danica rome is again with us we see something like the equality act which is huge but yet the narrative coming out of it from the republicans the gop and the focus on trans girls and women in sports It's so dangerous and problematic. Where do we go from here with that being shared in the way it is?
1: Well, let them lose their arguments while we pass bills. (laughs) Look, let them know know, all they want. And keep in mind, they lost that vote. And when they lose that vote, all they're trying to do is basically gin up enough people to get outraged enough to donate money to their campaign. Do you think they would actually care if there wasn't some political gain for them? Do you Mm -hmm. think they would actually waste their time on this if they didn't think that exploiting children was going to be a political winner for them? Of course they're willing to do it. Of course they will. And so what we do in the meantime is we pass enough bills so that the words and the damage that they try to inflict won't harm or at least will do justice for the very people who are most in danger from what they're trying to do. And yeah. meanwhile, in Virginia, look what we got done in Virginia in the last two years since our Democratic majorities took over in 2020. Look what we've got done. We passed so many pro-LGBTQ bills in the last two years. It's been an all you can gay buff day at the Virginia General <laughs> Assembly. We passed our own versions of the Equality Act, the Virginia Values Act, as well as HBI 1049, which banned discri- discrimination against LGBTQ people in 70 different sections of code. We passed three of my bills, along with the gay trans defense. We also passed my bill to ban discrimination in health insurance coverage for- against trans people, like what happened to me in 2014. We passed my bill to allow localities to be able to include sexual orientation, gender identity, in their non-discrimination you know, measures. We even passed my resolution, HJ 85, last year, to mark November 20th of every year as Transgender Day of Remembrance in Virginia. Yeah. I don't know if any other state that actually acknowledges t as a state-recognized, you know, day you well, know, on the calendar that's acknowledged.
2: Danica, I think, because we have to wrap up soon, I, I'm such a fan of yours, and I think all of our listeners are. I know you're running, you're doing a re-election campaign right now. Can you tell our listeners where they can support, donate, give us the details, the, all the tea that we need to know?
1: happily so i'm on twitter at t w c danica d-a-n-i-c-a uh, you can find me on facebook at uh it's danica rome virginia delegate you can visit my website delegate d-e-l-e-g-a-t-e uh, danica rome d-a-n-i-c-a r-o-e-m dot com and you can also find me on X blue by just typing in my name uh, danica rome d-a-n-i-c-a last name r-o-e-m uh, i run my own social media so if you write to me I'll see
0: it. <laughs> that is great. And we'll be following you. And we're here to support whatever you're up to. And I can't wait to see you at the federal level. Yes!
2: Wow. New friend at uh, the show.
1: Yes? The only, The only thing you'll see me at the federal level doing is advocating for good things. Because my heart's in Virginia. That's where I belong.
0: Okay. All right. Delegate Danica Rome, thanks again. We appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the time. And thanks, thanks so much for your own advocacy.